Good evening, and it is time for the Across the Tracks podcast. My partner and myself would like to uh, welcome you to our 80-some, 90-some episode that we've been uh, tinkering around with for the past few years. And we hope that we have some topics that we talk to you about that we cover that will uh, be interesting to you or if not informative about some things that we see um, that are are covered that we want to discuss and so on. So well, I'll get started that I am Steve. And I am Wayne and um, echo my partner sentiment. Welcome to the Across the Tracks podcast. And uh, hopefully you're going to find tonight's uh, episode informative, enlightening and entertaining on top of that. So I'll let you kick it off. my friend. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm going to start with in our last broadcast last weekend, we were talking about Hurricane Etna. No, not Etna. Ida. Ida. Yes. And I was saying that, you know, it's important that, you know, people seek shelter. And I was talking about uh, I've got plenty of relatives in Louisiana and that my father's side of the family is from Homa, Louisiana. I mentioned that on air last week. Well, when Ida went through and hit the uh, Gulf Coast, Gulf, Gulf Coast, I'll get that right. It's Iowa went right through Homa, Louisiana. And so the Johnson family compounds in Homa were all damaged, uh, oh, some, wow. sev- some severely, uh, some the neighborhood that my father grew up on is basically uh, Stovall Street. Uh, that street was hit with uh, tornadoes that came through. All of my cousins and relatives uh, fled. They were able to get out and um, fled up to Baton Rouge. They fled up to Shreveport. They went to Slidell, um, Louisiana, and to Houston, and, and parts to where all the Johnson families are located in Texas and Louisiana, Mississippi. And so when they came back, uh, there was not a lot. All the houses were damaged in some some sense in some uh, aspect. Uh, there were uh, parts of roofs taken off, uh, houses next door that were completely flattened, uh, half the house. I mean, it was it was a mess. Mm-hmm. And and talking to some of my cousins down there, uh, they're not going to have water on for water or electricity for several weeks, if not a month. And so the biggest thing that they have to deal with is the mental aspect of surviving through that. And so they sent pictures of the neighborhood and around Homa. And it's pretty devastating, you know. I mean, luckily, nobody in our family was uh, hurt or injured or killed. But, uh, you know, I like to send my thoughts out to, you know, the Johnson family. You know, the the family itself, you know, my grandfather's grand my grandfather, my great grandfather was uh, a slave and his son and family um, moved from the plantation 
to a little one room shack off of Stovall Street in which they raised 13 kids. And basically, uh, it's a two room shack that's still there. And I have an uncle and an aunt that lives in the front part of the this uh, lot, basically, where my grandfather and grandmother live behind them in the little little house. Mm. And so all that was damaged, still surviving, but it's, it was damaged. And so the Johnson family compound pretty much uh, is still there, but uh, it's, it's all damaged. And like I said, they had imagine 13 kids living in a two-room house wow yeah and then all my uncles and aunts that were came moved out of that little two-bedroom or two-room house basically uh, all bought houses on that same street and so when we used to go visit at one point in time i had 42 cousins living on the same street whoa yeah so we had families that had big families so i had uncles and aunts that had nine and ten and eleven kids on on top of coming from a family of uh, 13 wow wow so, but they survived and i just like to you know say i hope that uh things get better uh pray that they go well and if there's anything that and as i i talked to them and texted and so on and if there's anything that we can do you know, Lynn and our, our, myself, uh, just let us know and we'll willing to help out. So uh, out of that, you know, New Orleans, you, you always hear New Orleans. You yeah. always hear New Orleans, right. Because right. it's the major city. It's a major and, city, yep. And, and Homa is about 30 miles, 30 to 40 miles west of New Orleans. So, yeah, they, they need a lot of, lot of assistance. And, of course, they're going to take care of New Orleans first. Right. And they'll get to home when they can get to it. But, uh, yeah, I just uh, wish everybody well and hope that they get back soon. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God nobody was, um, you know, seriously injured or worse. You know, and I, I saw the clips, man. They, they, the whole area took a beating. Uh, yeah. From Ida. And then, you know, folks are going to be without power, like you said, for a month, probably. And uh, the flooding and the fact that the 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 flooding went up the coast, man. I mean, New York, New Jersey. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's, I mean, it's, it's crazy, man, what these storms are doing now. They're more ferocious. They're more intense. And, uh, we can't attribute that to nothing but, uh, but climate change, man. I, I don't see anything. These storms, they're, they're, they're come more frequently. They're more stronger. They're more intense. And I saw today, man, there's another hurricane brewing in the Atlantic now, Larry. Yeah. Uh, but it, it looks like it's not going to hit the U.S. Uh, but, you know, these storms are just and the wildfires. And every, I mean, it's crazy, man. What is going on with our weather in this country? It's crazy. Right. Right. So, right. yeah. And, 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 and the people of New York, New Jersey. Absolutely. And, you know, you getting 10 to 12 inches of rain coming down in a short period of time. I right, think right. Central Park um, yep. registered over three inches of rain in one hour yeah yeah that's that's a lot of rain to come down absolutely you know? and, and, and and the infrastructure just can't handle that nope the, the the subway system shut down because of the flooding man that that was like wow this is this is this is amazing 
So I'm not sure if people are paying attention, uh, but there there is something wrong with our weather patterns, and uh, it's it's because of the of the climate change, man. It, yeah. it, it's the only thing you can attribute it to. So. Yep. Yep. I yeah. know. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, um, let's transition to uh, let's talk about um, what's going on down in the Big TX, you know, the, the country on his on his own, Texas. Yeah, and uh, I'll I'll kick it over to you about uh, some um, issues going on there with uh, people's oh, rights gosh. and so on. All right. Yeah, it, it's crazy, man. On top of everything else, that's I that's in my view that's wrong with Texas. You couldn't pay me to go to Texas, man. <laughs> They got folks walking around. Everybody got a gun. You know, now, they, you know, we have to have a license. We got to be trained. Don't, don't wear a mask. Was, you don't have to wear a mask. I mean, it's crazy, man, what is going on in Texas. And then on top of that, I think it was Thursday or Friday, uh, the legislature passed a bill outlawing abortions. In the state of Texas, uh, I think from uh, six weeks, six no weeks. abortions, uh, six weeks on, um, which is like crazy. And the Supreme Court refused to, um, you know, stand stand down on that legislation. They they did not vote that legislation down. Yeah, they they had an uh, someone issue wanted to issue an injunction right. to right. prevent the law from taking right. taking effect. And, Right. And that did not happen. So now um, millions of women in the state of Texas are basically having their rights taken away. You know, um, I, I don't know your stance on abortion. In my view, I'll just tell you my view. In my view, it's it, it should be nobody's business what another person does. That's just my view, man. Yeah. And, and, if, and if you feel that is a decision you need to make for you and yours, then you make that decision. You have to deal with it down the line. You have to answer to your maker, whatever, whatever your thought pattern is, whatever your your faith uh, alignment, whatever you that's on you. It should not be anyone else's business to legislate what people do with their bodies. That's just my opinion. And this is another issue of Texas. Just, you know, they the things that they vote on and the things that they pass in my view, it's like what it's it's none of your business, but yet you don't want to enforce something that will keep people safe and save lives. I I, I am dumbfounded by it. Their mm-hmm. governor is about as dumb as the guy in Florida. So um, here we are, Texas, uh, women's rights being severely curtailed or taken away um, for them to make a decision that should be theirs and theirs alone. Your thoughts? I agree with you. The fact that uh, a, a woman should have the right to choose and or a family should have the right to choose what they want to do with their bodies. It's amazing to me that this state who says you are denying my rights by making me wear a mask, you are demi- denying my rights by wanting me to get a vaccine. But when it comes to other people's rights, they say you can't do that. Right. Right. So it's hypocritical. It's political hypocrisy yep. that they practice all the time in the state of Texas, in the state of Florida, 
and other red states per se. Yeah. You know, they're, they're always the first to say, you can't do this to me. But when they are in charge of the legislature, they do that to everybody else. Absolutely. OK, so uh, it's it's a shame that they play politics. They want Roe versus Wade to go away. And to be honest, if you go back and look at Roe versus Wade, it is a byproduct of something that religious people weren't against. Okay, if you go back to the 1960s and so on, the religious right or the evangelicals, they were upset that the government took away their tax exempt status. Okay, so, you know, you can you can't force churches to pay taxes because it's a religious uh, entity. Well, when the I think it was the Johnson administration uh, did that or it could have been. Um, yeah, I think it was the Johnson administration found out that these churches was using these uh, tax breaks to defraud people and so on. Then they started making. Uh, churches start to pay taxes. Well, let's what can we do to get the government off our back? So these evangelicals decided that, wow, let's jump on this idea of stopping someone's some lady's right to have an abortion. And that's when um, Norma Jean I cannot think of her real name. Um, We'll say Jane Doe. That's when she filed a suit that would allow her to have an abortion. And the Supreme Court heard it in Roe versus Wade. And it said that women have their right for an abortion. And so these religious folks said that we don't like the idea of you making us pay taxes now. So we're going to do this to take the stench off of us and turn it to someone else. And that's what they, the bandwagon they jumped on was the idea of abortion. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and I would bet that there's 70%, 70 to 80% of America believes in the choices that we can take to deal with that topic. 70% are in favor of choice. Right, right. And these legislatures now are are super packed with people that control it that they can do any damn thing they want because they have a super majority right and and there's nobody to change that just like the state of indiana the state of indiana for the longest time that we lived here had a 50 50 split legislature they wouldn't think about passing stupid shit they wouldn't think about taking away individual rights and a labor unions right and so on. But in 19, not, not 19, in 2006, they got a supermajority and it's been a supermajority since then. And so they can do They do any damn thing that they want to do because there is a supermajority and they can pass stupid crap that that they're doing like in Texas and Florida and other places, yep. South Dakota and so on. Yep. So my thoughts are I would never have, uh, we as a family would never have had an abortion 
okay, aborted any of our kids, but we still feel that we have the right to do that if we chose to do it. That's a family decision. And as you mentioned, uh, something between God and our family, God and right. the, and, right. and and right. and so on. Right. So, and the Supreme Court, you know, it's it bothers me that every person that goes on the Supreme Court, they ask the question, you know, you're not supposed to ask, ask that question about abortion because it's supposed to. And every one of them, every one of them lie. Yeah. Every one of them, especially yeah. especially the people that are appointed by Republicans. Every one of them. The law says that women have the right. That's Roe versus Wade right, right. now. So when I get on the support, I support the law. And then as soon as they get on the court, they freaking change their mind because all yeah. they want to do is get on the in that position and make the court political. Yep, you're absolutely right. Those are my thoughts. I'm sorry I Absolutely. went too long on that. No, no, it's good discourse, my friend. Um, the lady that you were talking about, her name is Norma McCorvey. Yeah, Norma McCorvey. Norma McCorvey. And, uh, you know, she wanted to have an abortion. She became pregnant. I think this was 1969. And she became pregnant, had her third child. She wanted an abortion, but as she was living in Texas. And at the time, abortion was illegal in Texas, except when there was an issue with the mom's life and saving the mom's life. So that's that's what started Roe versus Wade that uh, that decision that legal legal um, legal case uh, as, it, as it concerns abortion. But uh, to echo your sentiments, man, it, it, you you are absolutely hundred percent right. It, everybody in this country feels like you can't tell me what to do, but I damn sure can tell you what to do. Exactly. And and you ain't gonna say nothing about it. That's where we find ourselves. And this is just another example, man. That. And 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 majority of the time, when it comes down to people making decisions about what women can and cannot do with their bodies, who is it? It's old white men. Yeah. It's old white guys making these decisions, and um, you know, and and that's that's a, with a lot of things in this country, man. It's it's not anyone who has true power in this country making decisions about things, and so uh, I'm not sure how this is going to play out. I think we both know that the end game is that now that Texas has done it, some other states are going to follow suit. They're going to pass these ridiculous laws concerning abortion with the ultimate game, the ultimate goal being that Roe v. Wade is abolished. So yeah. uh, I know some some talk was coming out today. I saw, I saw some of the news feeds uh, that uh, President Biden is looking into codifying Roe versus Wade and whether or not uh, that happens. Uh, who knows? But he is looking into codifying Roe versus Wade, which will truly make it the law of the land. Um, so not sure where that's headed or what's going to happen with that. Well, the, the thing with Texas is that they're such cowards that they know that a, a law that they are producing like they've got with the, the six weeks, if it made it to the courts, it makes it all the way to the Supreme Court. And if the Supreme Court is supposed to say that Roe is the uh, legal law of the land, then they know that that would be turned down. Yep. So what they did is that they decided that individuals, this is the kicker, any, any individual can sue someone in the state of Texas over somebody having the right to have an abortion. Yep. Anybody. 
If yep. I'm sitting right here, like I'm sitting in my closet right now, and I know of someone that wanted to have an abortion, that went to have an abortion, I could sue that person and the state of Texas will pay me $10,000, all right, $10,000 in order to keep that from happening. And I'm yep. from, I live in the state of Indiana and I can do that in Texas. Or if I'm an Uber driver or Lyft driver yep. or yep. something like that, this is how ignorant these people are that make laws like this. These are some dumb some bitches. Okay. Yep. You mean to tell me that if I am an Uber driver and I take somebody to an abortion clinic, I can be sued. All right. Yep. So just think about, think about, you know, we mentioned this earlier, the wild, wild west. So not only do you have to carry, you can carry guns any place that you want. Not only do you, um, uh, don't want people to wear masks. Now you're telling people that you can earn $10,000 if you snitch on somebody and right. you keep somebody from getting an abortion. That is the dumbest ass shit I've ever heard in my life. That is ignorant, foolish stuff. Yep. Yep. Now you're, you're again, you're dead on, man. It, it is ludicrous, utterly ludicrous that, uh, I mean, people like mind your own business. It's none of your business. It yes. should be none of your business, man. But that that is that's America, man. That that is America. That's the that's that is the red state attitude. Yep. Damn yep. the torpedoes. Act yep. as stupid and crazy as you are, and then people are gonna like you for being a dumbass. Yep. 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 Like you say, man. We we we. I gotta I gotta make sure my rights are protected. But your rights, you ain't got no rights. Your rights are what I tell you. Your rights are exactly. And, and that's pretty much what this is. We're we're telling you what your rights are, and it's it's sad, man. Uh, it's it's just another sad commentary on this country, man. And uh, it's whew, yesterday, man. I I was like, you know what? I'm not listening to no news. I was like, I didn't want to hear it. I don't want to hear anything. It's just foolishness on top of foolishness on top of foolishness. And I, yesterday, I just tuned out, man. I, I didn't listen to any news. I didn't read anything. Uh, I pretty much, whatever I wanted to know happened on Friday. Nothing had changed. I figured out nothing changed from Friday when all these bombshells were dropped. But uh, some days you're just like, I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear yeah. nothing about these anti-mask people. Speaking of that, man, if we could segue a bit, right? I was out yesterday running a couple errands and in our neighborhood there's a um, grocery store it's called king supers it's, it's part of the kroger chain yep, yep and so there were these people right on the main drag one of the main thoroughfares through colorado springs and i took this back street to come up to that street well these people they had a tent out there and they had uh, a bunch of white women and their kids and i think i saw one or two older guys out there but they were protesting wearing masks. <laughs> they were protesting having to wear masks. And they got these stupid signs like, we have a right to breathe. And mask uh, signs with a big red uh, X through the mask on the sign. I'm like, these people, man, they're sickening. They're sickening, man. And it's it's all about them. It's all about them. To hell with you or I. If I make you sick and, and, and you or I die, well, okay, I guess we're collateral damage. I mean, that's <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Yep. But these people are ignorant, man. They are plumb ignorant. And it was about maybe 10 or 12 of them out there protesting yesterday. It's, it's like, God, this is, this is, I've had enough, man. That's why I said, I'm not listening to anything yesterday. I'm not watching. 
I'm not getting any feeds. There are days you just want, I want this to just be done and over with. <laughs> well, guess what? It's not going to be. It's not going to be. <laughs> what, America, what America has to do basically is two things. Either you support democracy or you try to destroy democracy. Democracy. Right. That's what right. it's all about. Right. You're absolutely and right. for me, I support democracy. Okay. And all these other fools that are out there that, that are going against everything that's democratic, all they want to do is cause shit. Yeah. All they yeah. want to do is complain. And, and I say this day after day. Some people aren't happy unless there's someone or something to hate. And all those people are the anti-democratic people. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and a lot of these folks, man, they they talking about we, we don't want socialism. We don't want they've never set foot in a socialist country. They, 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 they haven't dealt with a lot. There are people in this country who have dealt with socialist regimes. And that's why they they fled coming to America for a better life. A lot of these people running their yap about we don't want socialism. You don't you wouldn't know socialism had walked up and tapped you on the shoulder. Yeah. You know. And yep. and they're, they they they're they're such patriots and whatnot, but in the same breath, you want to tear down the institutions that this country was built on, that has stood the test of time for two hundred and plus something years. You want to destroy that because you don't like the outcome. All this all this is about you don't like the outcome of an election. That's where a lot of this stems from. Yep. And the fact that your guy. Uh, you know, was a dumbass and and didn't do things that if he had, he might have got reelected, but he didn't, and he lost. And so, fast forward to, you know, people were crying about we can't do this in a, this country. You know, the 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 COVID is we stopping our lives, man. We okay. The the government gave you an opportunity. It is approved, and you still rebel. Like you said, you always got to find something to hate. And so you hate the vaccine, you hate masks, you hate anything that is for the overall betterment of this country. Certain people find a way to hate that. That's where we are. That's where yep. we are. Yep. That's where we are. So we could beat this horse till it's till it's more than dead. <laughs> <laughs> we could spend yeah. an entire hour or more, three oh days my on gosh. this. Gosh, absolutely. On, on stupidity. You know? But it, it's frustrating, man. It's frustrating that um a, 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 a small population of this country is determining that their rights trump the rights of others. And uh, people are dying over it. Now more kids are getting sick from COVID. They're, they're the, the, the ICUs, the what do they call it? The um, pediatric ICU wards, a lot of the places are full because kids can't get vaccinated. They're getting sick. But these people are OK with that. Mm -hmm. I, you know, they seem to be okay with that but we're always talking about we got to protect our kids we got to do right by, by our kids it's a bunch of crap these people are talking out of both sides of their neck so <laughs> we will leave it there and uh and transition to a uh, a sports story let's liven it up a little bit ah maybe not liven it up a bit but <laughs> let, let's talk about a sports story and um I don't know if you saw, We I think we talked before coming on the air, but uh, Naomi Osaka is back in the news. 
Uh, I watched uh, some of the U.S. opener that a U.S. opens underway, and I watched just happened to be flipping through the channels and came across ESPN, and Naomi Osaka was playing uh, this young Canadian uh, player, uh, and uh, the young Canadian girl beat her and beat her. She beat her quite well. Mm. I mean, she played an excellent game and beat her. Well, you could tell Naomi was frustrated. She slammed her racket down on the ground at least twice that I saw. And uh, the young lady, she she played an excellent, excellent uh, game of tennis for, for the sets that she won. She strategically, her serve was good. She was putting the ball where Naomi wasn't, making good shots. And so uh, after the match, uh, Naomi actually showed up for media day. And uh, midway through the press conference, um, she started crying and, you know, said, you know, I think I need to take a break from tennis again. And I, I'm just like, I, I, again, I don't know who's advising her. You are the number three tennis player in the world. And some days you get beat. I mean, that's what it comes to. Some days yep. you get beat. I mean, that's yep. the brass tacks of it. And I think, and and if you agree, please say so. But when Naomi Osaka, I think it was a few years ago in the U.S. Open, when she beat Serena at, at the U.S. Open, people crowned her then as the next coming of Serena. And I'm not sure, one, no, she shouldn't have been, if people in the media, this were people in the media, she didn't say that, but I think people in the media were writing Serena off that this young girl was on the rise, beat her soundly, which she did. She beat Serena soundly. And the media sort of crowned her as the next great thing in tennis. Yeah, I'll give her props. She's a great tennis player. But I'm not sure who's advising her because when, when, when you are elevated to that stature in any sport, people are coming for you. You and I both know that. People yep. are coming for you. When you are the big dog on the block and sometimes you don't bring your A game, you're going to get your butt beat. And so that's what happened yesterday. And so she's going to take a break from tennis again. Uh, I, I think people are tired of the act, man. They don't want to hear it anymore. It's like you're the number three tennis player in the world. At some point, you got to accept that and understand that, you know what? Some days you got it. Some days you don't. Right. And, you know, that's sports. So I'm not sure what's going to happen to her now. She's going to take a break. Uh, I think after the U.S. Open, I think Wimbledon is next. I think Wimbledon is up next or the French Open, one of the two. Yeah, I think they do those early in the summer. Early in the summer? I forgot yeah, who. Yeah. Is it the Australian? I think, I think, I think uh, as the U.S. Open kind of uh, winds the tennis season okay. down. Right. Season down, okay. And then later on, the Australian Open, I think, opens the season. I okay. think, I'm not sure. Yeah, you're right. I think they right. always start with Australia. And that's, you're of course, right. that's a kind of wintertime thing because it's right. summer down there. It's summer down there. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yes. So, yeah. So, now things are winding down. So, she's taking a break. Uh, but I, I'm just like, okay, I watched her press conference. And, I, you know, I hate to be like... I hate to sound like I'm a hater. I don't know what the word is. <laughs> Come on. You're, 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 you're number three in the world. People are coming. They want your spot. Yep. They want your spot. And some days you don't bring your A game. You're going to find yourself on the opposite end of a butt whooping. And so I'll throw <laughs> it over to you. Your, your thoughts. I, I agree with you a hundred percent, man. Um, <laughs> 
Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> That's a throwback. You know. <laughs> it's, it's just the fact that, you know, sometimes you play good, sometimes you don't. And, and especially since tennis is such an individual sport. Right. You can't hide. That's right. Okay. Every, everybody at 30,000 people are watching your match. And if you screw up, they see it. And I think she wants to take another mental break. Well, you got beat. Well, guess what? Get tougher. Okay. As you mentioned, you got to play your A game. Everybody is out to beat you. You know, this, this fall starting next weekend, someone wants to beat Tampa Bay. They want to beat, they want to beat the soup defending Super Bowl champions. And they know that they have to play harder. They have to practice harder. They have to train harder. They have to study harder because somebody is going to play their best ball against them. And they want to take them down. They want to beat the Super Bowl champs. Naomi, you're number three. There's a number 18 that says, I'm going to beat her. And if you don't work on your serves and you don't get your first serves in, then that's leaving an opening for the person that you're playing against. Because now they know that you're cautious when you do your second serve. All right. And they're going to tee off on it. So, you know, put on your big girl panties and toughen up and learn to deal with adversity. And you, you don't know how people react, how good of a champion they are until they are faced with adversity. Mm-hmm. Adversity either makes you a champion or it makes you a chump. And right now, she's acting like a chump. Get up off the ground, pick yourself up, work harder. She's she's still in her 20s. Right. Just just think of Serena and Venus. They did that in their 20s as well. And they're still playing. And, you know, they're changing and so on. They're not winning as much. They're not pouting too much about it. Yeah, they they don't like to lose. But that's like, hey, this is my life. This is what I want to do now. They're going after the young kids, yep. you know, it's like, hey, you got beat by the old woman. It's like you and I going down to the Pritchard Center and me, you say me, you and Joy, James Hare go down to the Pritchard, Pritchard Center. All right. And we play three on three basketball against high school kids. You know, they're going to say, man, these guys are 60 years old. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that they're going to beat us. You know, and so right. we're going to like, man, we're going to we're going to we're going to school these young guys, <laughs> yeah. even though we got a bad hip, a bad eye, bad leg, <laughs> no knees. But we're going to we're going to we would take the challenge and say, we're not going to let these young kids beat us. Absolutely. And Absolutely. That, that's how it is. You know, we're going right. to put our we're going to put on our big boy jock straps. Right. Dive back in there, and we're gonna play some ball. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, just saying. <laughs> oh, and that's it, man. I, that's the same attitude I take with my one nephew when I take him down. He's 15, 16. He, you know, he he's got he he's got that young blood, and he can run forever and all this stuff. But you have that pride, man. And like, man, I'm not gonna let this little kid beat me. You know what I'm saying? So you 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 pay for it after the fact. <laughs> 
when you come home and and and, and you gotta get in the tub with Epsom salt and all this stuff, <laughs> yeah. but your pride is not gonna let you like, oh, man, yeah. I'm not gonna let this young guy punk me out here, man. Yeah. Yep. And that's what Naomi's got in the mindset. I got to bring my A game. These guys want my crown and I, I'm not letting you take it and, and deal with it, you know? And when you lose, you lose, you yep. know, that's part of sport, man. And like you said, next weekend, a lot of people are going to be, it's a new season. They're gunning for Brady. Um, they're not, they do not want this old guy beating their asses again, <laughs> yeah. you know, but that's sport. That's why we watch. And that's why you play, because you 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 always want to go out there, put it on the line, put it on the line, man. You know, leave it on the court, leave it on the floor, whatever. But uh, her taking a break, man, after a while, people are going to forget about you. Yep. That's what's going to happen. People are going to forget about you because you got Coco Golf coming on. Uh, this young lady who beat her yesterday from Canada. You got Sloan Stevens. I mean, there are a lot of young women tennis players they're like, oh, Naomi's out. She's taking a break. Fine. Got some more opportunities for me, man. That's right. Leaves the you door know? open. That leaves the door open. And so uh, speaking of leaving the door open, <laughs> let's segue again to another sports story. What right. do you think about Cam getting released? Oh, Cam. Cam <laughs> got released by the uh, New England Patriots. Well, I kind of thought it was going to happen. Really? Yep. And the guy, the uh, Mac Jones from Alabama, he's what they want in New England. All right. They don't want someone that is flashy, someone that's going to speak their mind, someone that is going to bring a little oddity to the Patriots brand. You know, it's yes, sir. No, sir. You fall in line. You, you're going to come here and you're going to do what the hell we say, or you're not going to play for us. Well, Cam isn't that guy. Okay. Also, Cam's hue is a little darker. <laughs> yep. Okay. So, and I'm just looking at tradition. I'm looking back to the 60s and 70s, you know, the time period that we grew up when Boston had no body with the hue that played for them. Okay. If they did, they only had one. Right, right. You know, whether it was uh whether it was uh Bill Russell, okay, there was never more than two on the court at the same time, whether it was the Boston Red Sox, where they only had Jim Rice, okay, yeah. and so on. So Mac Jones is a great football uh, quarterback. And Bill Belichick basically said, I'm going with the youth. Okay. Cam said, hey, I don't believe in getting vaccinated. Well, the NFL says, get your ass vaccinated. And so he cut his own throat. He he missed several practices. Yep, Yep. So a lot of it's on him. Okay. You miss four days of practice and you got a, a, a rookie behind you that is balling right now. Right. Right. And you decide that you're going to take three days and go someplace and get involved. That's on him. Okay. More than anything, that's the excuse that Bill, Bill I got you, brother. I got you. Yeah. You decided not to go ahead and 
get the vaccine. You mispracticed. Mac Jones did a hell of a job. He's a great quarterback coming out of Alabama. He won the national championship last year. He's the new Tom Brady. Yeah, That's yeah. what they're looking for. Absolutely. Okay? I agree. Now, I agree. who's going to pick Cam up? That's that's the million dollar question. <laughs> million dollar question. And he's only playing for he's only playing for a million. Right. Just imagine going coming from 20 some million to playing for a million dollars. Now, to us, I was telling this Lynn the other day because we talked about it. I said he, they're paying him a million dollars. I went, hell, we worked for 30 years and didn't make a million dollars in 30 years. Right. Now, Oh, he poor, poor baby. He's only getting a right. million dollars. Right. Right. Damn. Okay. Right. And hopefully he saved some of that when he was making that big money as an MVP. And hopefully he's, he saved that money to where, you know, okay, I'm only getting a million in this contract. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. You know? Yeah. I'm good. But yeah, I'm not sure, man, with the season getting ready to start next week, uh, who would pick him up? And the question is, is he willing to subjugate his ego that he would be a backup somewhere? Yeah. That's another question. You know, I think he would. I think uh, I think he would. You know, because being a backup, you're still going to make a million dollars. Right. If, you're you, still if, if your ass is sitting at home, you ain't making shit. Right. Right. So I'm going to hold the clipboard. I'm going to get in there and do everything. I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to be the backup guy. Sooner or later, the first number, number one's going to get hurt sooner or later. Right. 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 Okay. So I'm going to be back in there. So I'm, I'm saving my career. I can, I can be the 43 year old guy that's still playing like a Tom Brady. He's just turned 44, man. 44. Brady's 44 years old. <laughs> but like I told my wife, he's like, hell, he said he's going to play to 50. I played a 52 if you can't hit me. Yeah, you can't touch him. If you can't hit me. Can't tackle him hard. Right. And I got all the protection in the world. You know what? I could probably play the 52. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he has he has a serious amount of protection, not just from his front line, his offensive line. But, man, anybody gets any close to Brady, penalty. It's a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, any the, quarterback. The Right. The referees are not going to allow these defensive guys to to punish Brady like some of the other quarterbacks, i.e. Russell Wilson and some of the other guys who are running for their lives all the time, taking these hits. And that's that's what sort of curtailed Cam's career a bit, man. All those hits he was taking when he was younger, man. Right. You know, running the ball. He was taking all those big hits and whatnot. I mean, he's not the player he once was. I think he can still ball. But uh, I don't think he's the player he once was. And the rumor is that uh, Dallas was interested in him backing up Dak. I'm not sure if that's a, a good thing or not. But we'll see, man. Interesting situation. I just had to throw that in there when you said, uh, you know, the door is open uh, because he opened the door for Mac Jones to come in and basically steal his thunder, man. Absolutely. And and, and going back to your Dallas question, I don't think Dallas wants it. Yeah. I don't yeah. think Dallas wants him because – once again, he's not going to be the he's going to be the uh, round uh, peg that goes in the square hole. Right. Right. You know, Never, Jerry, Jerry yeah. Jones is the personality of Dallas yeah. and Cam. Yeah. Cam would would outdo him, would be out yeah. be more flamboyant than him and yeah. so on. And they don't want that to happen. Nope. Nope. You know, yeah, I feel I feel bad for him, man. Uh, you know, hopefully he gets a shot. 
uh, to keep his career going. Uh, we'll see. The, the coach. Uh, the coach won't pick him up. I can guarantee oh, you that. No, no, oh, no, no. There, there no, are some oh, teams right off oh, the bat. You know, they are not going to pick this guy. No, no. You already know that. Indiana's and, in the north, and it's a red state, so it's still red. So guess right. what? They ain't bringing that brother over here. Hell, they got rid of. I, I still have a bone to pick. They yeah, got with a Jim Caldwell. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he was not. Yeah. He wasn't doing anything wrong. He had had a winning season under him. Right. Went to the Super Bowl. Right. right. Hell, we're surprised, man, that uh, Denver went went with Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, we were like, no way, because I told I told my wife I said there is no way Denver is going to pick Teddy Bridgewater over. I forgot who the guy was. Uh, they were competing for the spot. I said there's no way they're going to pick Teddy Bridgewater. Was over that the, Andy Andy Dalton? Uh, no, a Luck. He's a Luck. I think his name is Luck. Andy Luck. Oh, it's, it's, it's not the guy you guys had. Uh, not not Andrew Luck. No, that's this guy's name is Luck too. Oh, that, okay. Okay. That was, that was at Bridgewater and this guy were were fighting for the QB one position, and I was like, man, Denver ain't gonna pick Teddy Bridgewater. There's no way they're gonna pick a back quarterback. <laughs> and lo and behold, Teddy Bridgewater got the job, which I'm glad to see that. But I told my wife, as like, soon as he makes a <laughs> to, they're be like, get rid of him. Get off rid with of his him. head. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Off with his head. So we'll see. But uh, NFL season, man, next weekend, kickoff time. I know. I know. We'll see what's happening this year. If Brady can repeat and uh, who, who's going to challenge uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for that uh, championship title. We'll see. Yeah. We'll it's, see. It's, it's, it's amazing that he gets to choose where he wants to go and everybody right. else does. Oh, yeah, I I go to Tampa Bay, who has the best receivers in the country, have the best line in the country and the the best defense in the country. Oh, I can go there and play until I'm 45. I can play until I'm 50. Well, hell yeah, you can. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And he brings in who he wants to, man. He's like, hey, Hey, come out of retirement. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) uh, Antonio Brown. We got you, Antonio Brown. Yeah, they're loaded. Only in Tom's world, man. That's that's how that's how it's rolling, man. I mean, Aaron Rodgers couldn't get that, and I think Aaron Rodgers is is as good as or better than Brady. And Aaron yeah. Rodgers didn't get that. He can't yeah. get that kind of love. So, yeah, and Tom, it's Tom's world, man. Tom's <laughs> world. Yeah. So, cool. All right. Um, let's transition again. Let's talk about a couple of passings, and then we're gonna wrap up the show tonight with some reflections. On 9-11, a couple of passings um, this week. Um, One um, I'll talk about. uh, It's 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 a a music guy from the world of music. The other one. uh, And I remember this guy, man, because he was watching NBC News uh, even back in the day. I don't remember a weatherman uh, doing NBC News. Uh, on on NBC other than Willard Scott. I don't remember anybody. That was that's my era. Uh, remembering Willard Scott and he transitioned doing weather on um, WRC, which was one of the big NBC stations at the time. And I think New York. And then he transitioned to the day show. And that's where everybody sort of knew him as this the guy that came into your home every day with the antics, with the weather. He always had some jokes, some comedy to show the weather. And one of his trademark things was uh, always highlighting people who had reached 100 years old. And he always put their picture up there, had something nice to say about them, whatnot. Well, he passed this week uh, at the mm-hmm. age of 70, I think 79, I think it was. 
but uh, a giant in uh, in television, man. You have any thoughts on Willard Scott? Anything you remember? Yeah, you, you've mentioned it all. I mean, everybody knows him from the Today Show. Yeah. Uh, he was also, if I remember correctly, he was the first ever Bozo the Clown. Yep, yep, that's right. I think so. <laughs> and, right. I mean, when we were growing up and TV was in his infancy, per se, then he was the first Bozo the Clown. And he was able to bring Al Roker along Yep. As he was aging a little bit and Al Roker made his way to NBC and Al Roker was his underling. And when Willard got to a point that NBC said, well, maybe we need to make another change because Willie's getting a little bit long in the tooth. And Al Roker just stepped right into that spot. So, yeah. but yeah, he's uh, everybody knows Willard for, for what you say for doing the uh, celebration of people turning 100. Yeah, he's great personality. He could tell some jokes. He was just, he was the country's favorite weatherman. Yep, 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 yep. A giant uh, in, in TV weather, as they say. He, uh, I'm looking here on, on some, some notes I have, man. It says he was the creator and the original, he originally portrayed Ronald McDonald, too. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did, did I was like, yeah, that's uh, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> so, man, storied career, storied career, and yep. uh, okay, he will be missed, man. Like I said, Al Roker was talking about it today because he he mentored uh, he mentored Al, mm-hmm. and now Al is 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 the main weather guy. I, I think when you get weather, Al is it, man. He he does it with flair and whatnot. But he, uh, he paid huge homage to uh, Willard Scott for mentoring him and bringing him along um, in his career. So yep. definitely will be missed. Uh, rest in power. Rest in peace to Mr. Willard Scott. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, this next gentleman, and we were talking about this before we came on air. You're, you said you weren't familiar with this gentleman. Uh, but this week, one of the pioneers in gospel music uh, passed, and that is Lee Williams. And Lee Williams um, was the leader of uh, he he was leader of this group called the Spiritual QCs, man, out of Tupelo, Mississippi. And um, if you like good quartet singing and that that's what I like, I like the old school quartet singing where I think it was Lee and these four guys and they, you know, Lee stood in one place and sang all the time. He didn't move around a lot, man, he stood <laughs> in one place, sung his song, man. But um, he passed this week uh, at the age of 75. Uh, he had been battling uh, an illness, I think uh, dementia. He was uh, had dementia and he was battling that for, for several years. And he passed uh, on August the 30th. Uh, and believe it or not, man, my sisters opened for him. Uh, my sisters sing. They, oh, they, really? Yeah. My sisters opened for Lee Williams several times. Um, in his career, they were the opening act for Lee Williams and the spiritual QC. So, and then my sister's thinking about going to his funeral, uh, down in Tupelo. It's going to be this, this week coming up. Uh, but, uh, we're like, yeah, you might not, you might not want to rethink that because Mississippi is <laughs> hot with COVID right now. Hot spot. You might want to rethink that. But yeah, my sister's open for Lee Williams for years. And, uh, my aunt, uh, my aunt Florine, uh, she was a big, huge fan of Lee Williams. If Lee Williams was anywhere close by Louisville, wherever, and he played a lot of the little towns in Kentucky, he went to Louisville, 
He went to Camelsville. He went to a lot of places to sing, man. So mm-hmm. if he was anywhere close by, she was going to see him because she really had a lot of love for Lee Williams. So, okay. okay. Yeah. So so he will be missed, man, in, in the gospel, um, the gospel music uh, community. Uh, huge, man. And uh, so we want to say rest in peace, rest in power. Mr. Lee Williams, lead singer of the Spiritual QCs. All right. All right. All right. All right. So uh, wrap up the show here. Uh, I think uh, it's everyone's aware it's 2021 and 20 years ago this week coming up, September the 11th, 20th anniversary of 9-11. We've talked about 9-11 a few times on the broadcast. It's hard to believe it's 20 years since uh, since that dreadful day. Uh, and I think we've talked about it here, or there, where we were. It was one of those moments you always, always remember what you were doing and where you're at when you heard the news mm-hmm. that it came across. But uh, rather than probably recap that, um, what are your thoughts, man? Since since 20 years ago, um, what 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 do you think 9/11 did for the country then? that it hasn't been able to sustain up to this point now? The biggest thing is unity. 9-11 united the country behind the government, behind the United States of America. We were all in it together 20 years ago. As of right now, we're just the opposite. The United States is nowhere near where it was 20 years ago. When George W. Bush stood on that pile of rubber and, and rubber, rubble, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and said, you're either with us or you're with the terrorists. That was the most profound thing that man has ever said because it made you choose yeah yeah either you're with those guys that True. caused destruction <laughs> that caused the twin towers and almost three thousand people to die in order to us to unite that's the most profound thing he said today that statement means nothing Because 20 years ago, that's when we decided to go after the people that attacked the World Trade Centers. And that was in Afghanistan. Here we are just a week ago. We we left Afghanistan since 2011. And our country is divided so much if if the president of the united states today stood on a pile and said we need to unite behind the united states infrastructure and climate change people would say hell no you can't tell us what to do there's nothing that the united states can unite behind as of right now because you either with democracy, you support it or you're not. Just like what George Bush said, either you with the terrorists or you're not. Either you're for democracy or you're not. 
And there is a small majority of Americans that feel that they're not, you know, they want to be the crazy, the crazy bots in this society. They want to act like asses. They want to be the, the people that want to scream and shout because we have the First Amendment. Okay. Sometimes the First Amendment is overblown. Okay. Sometimes we use that as an excuse to act like uncivilized fools. I know there's a there's a congressman that, that's from your area that she's a, a uncivilized fool. Yep. Yep. Okay. But she can say anything that she wants because she feels that's going to get her vote because stupid people like her, that's what they want to hear. You're right. talking directly to my means now. So 9-11 right. brought us together. And in 20 years, look how far we've gone. Right, right. We're just well, the opposite. No, that is that is that is that is quite profound, man. The way you laid it out. I, I draw a parallel uh, between 9-11, where you said Bush came out, the President Bush at the time came out on the pile of rubble there for the World Trade Centers and said, hey, you, you're either with this cause or you're not. It was very similar to what happened after the Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor. Yep. You know, um, I think it was, uh, you know, FDR said, you know, um, you know, this is a day which will live in infamy. Uh, it brought us into World War Two and the country rallied behind the fact that someone actually dared to come on U.S. soil and attack this country and people united behind that. And it wasn't just. You know, people were signing up to serve in the military. Uh, women were going into factories, building airplanes. People were sacrificing so the war effort could go forth. And a lot of that paralleled what happened after 9-11. You saw a tremendous amount of people who joined the military to serve. People were sacrificing in various ways to get these people who dared to come on U.S. soil and attack this country and attack democracy. And you're 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 right, man. This is a this what's going on right now is nowhere near anything unified in this country. And it's sad that here we are, the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and we we have no we have nothing in common with each other anymore, other than the fact that we live in the United States. But there is no there is nothing common that we can stand upon and say we are united. I don't see it. I don't yeah. see it. You're well, absolutely just, right. Well, look at this. You know, you're, you're talking about the jihadists uh, flying planes into the World Trade Centers. You're talking about the Japanese bombings at Pearl Harbor. Those were attacks by foreigners on America. Right. Less than a year ago, January the 6th, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. had people from our own country that attacked our government. Right. Right. Thousands and, of people right. attacked our Thousands government. Thousands of people attacked. Right. Right. That's that's how far we've gone. We've gone right. so far from being united under George Bush to where people that believe in stupid shit attack the government. Right. right. We Damn. attacked our own government. Right. Hell. Right. During the Civil War, there were six hundred thousand people that died, and they didn't get to it. They didn't attack the government. Right. They didn't attack Washington, D.C. Right. They did. Right. They had a chance. Right. But they they were beat back. Right. These people 
went there with the idea to attack and right. help. Right. Next next week or week after next, they're supposed to go back to Washington, yeah. D.C. Sep- on the 18th. Yep. September the 18th. Yeah. And, mean, the sad, and the sad thing about it is these so-called leaders in our country, they can't even agree that what happened on January the 6th was an insurrection. They can't even they can't even with a straight face say, yes, these people attacked our democracy. They can't even do that. Well, that's that, how sad that, this is. It's not that they can't agree. It's that they deny. They deny. Yes. Yeah. They, they deny, deny the fact yeah. that they yeah. attack. It's not a, nothing to agree about. Everybody knows what happened. They just refuse to say that we were responsible for doing that. They don't right. want to take ownership of it. Nope. Nope. Okay. That's that's the thing about politics today. They talk a bunch of bull crap and they never stand by what their their beliefs are just because they want to be in control of Congress. Kevin yep. McCarthy is a dumb ass. He's a weak minded. He's a weak individual. He wants to be the Speaker of the House. People, don't you dare go out there and not vote for something that's against that man because right. he's going to drive that train right off the damn cliff and you're going to follow with it. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to follow with it and my brother Wayne's going to follow with it as well. Right. We don't right. want people like that to be running the government. The son of a gun is the worst person that's ever because he is a follower. He yeah. is a, one of those people that will not do what's right simply because he wants to be Speaker of the House. And he'll do anything he wants to say that I'm the Speaker of the House and we're going to we're going to we're going to change this this government so much that we're not going to know what democracy is. Yeah, if that yeah. if that man's ever in charge, so yeah, yeah. we got to no, get out and do that. You're right. Your 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 discourse, man. There is is quite profound, and you said something that like here it is. This is it. It seems we can rally around when external forces attack democracy. We 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 can find a common ground to rally around that. Whether it was Pearl Harbor, uh, 9/11. You know, we can rally behind that and 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 get the country moving on the same path. But we can't do that when people attack the symbol of democracy. We can't unite around that and say, no, these people are going down. They need to be held accountable. We can't we can't agree on that. We can't. That's that's sad. That is a sad commentary, my friend. Sad commentary. Yep. Sad commentary. So. Uh, that's where we're at tonight. Uh, that was our last topic. Uh, any, anything you want to throw in before we, uh, sign off this broadcast, my brother? Well, the last thing is the fact that tomorrow is Labor Day. Yes. And there are a lot of people in the past that sacrificed for labor unions and people that work and people that decided that they wanted to not be used and abused by their employers. And we celebrate Labor Day in order to protect all those people that uh, the union movement started. Now, the union movement is dying out. I I think it's kind of on its way back. But uh, we see Labor Day now as just another day off, and we don't know why we're off for Labor Day. 
Okay, we don't know the sacrifices of all those people that uh, wanted to not work 16 hour days every day in very dangerous conditions, very stressful conditions with low pay and um, their rights being used and abused by owners of big companies and so on. So uh, we need to pay homage to the labor movement and to workers' rights and to all those people that support uh, the people that are making the things that drive our nation. Absolutely, man. It, it's, you know, you said something, man. You've said a lot of profound things tonight, man. We, we <laughs> Good thing we recorded this for posterity. <laughs> <laughs> but you said something, man. It's like a lot of people don't know why why they're off on, on uh on the uh the first Monday in September. They don't know why they're off. And that that's that's what's happening in this country, man. We don't know or we don't want to know. We don't want to know or we don't want to we don't care to know what's really driving a lot of things in America. We 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 got our heads in the sand. And uh you're absolutely right, man. A lot of great things have been achieved in this country due to the fact of labor. You know, a lot of great, great achievements in this country are due to laborers. And so uh, I just want to piggyback on that, man, because it's so many things about America that people think they know that they really they clueless about. And uh, it's it just says something about our country, especially in this day and age (laughs) that that we, we, we need to get it together, man. I think I've said it before on this podcast. America needs to get real about so many things, man about so many things. Otherwise, I think we're, we're doomed, man. We are doomed. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I read a book a while back. I can't remember the name of the book, but it was some guy, again, his name, but he was from, uh, he was from another country and he wrote this book and he had talked about all the great empires of the world. And he was comparing and contrasting all the great empires of the world. And he was asked about the United States, which he gave props. He's like, the United States is a is a is a is a model that you know a lot of people can look at and say wow that is great he said but america has a lot of problems and if it doesn't address those problems mm-hmm. it doesn't have to worry about external forces destroying america yep. america is going to destroy itself from within yep and and that is where we find ourselves now man we we are just literally chipping away at all those things that make this country great uh, we're we're chipping away at at the destruction of those things, man. And uh, I I'm fearful, man, for 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 just you and I, our families, our daughters, our kids, grandkids, whatnot. What what the hell is gonna be left, man? If these people that seem to have these whacked out ideas continue to chip away at the things that make this country great. So I'll leave it at that. Yes, sir. Leave it at that. So very well. Very well. Yeah, so uh, that wraps up this episode of the Across the Tracks podcast. It is always a pleasure to come at you and offer our perspective. Two guys from small town America saying it like we see it, and we'll always do that. We'll be here. We're not going anywhere. And so I want to echo, signing off tonight to echo what my partner always has been saying the last couple of weeks. We need to vote. You need to vote. Make sure you exercise your right as a citizen to vote because truly it's either vote or die. That's just my view, man. It's <laughs> vote or die. So or I'll throw it over to you. Yeah. Yes, sir. And I'm going to, 
I'm going to end. I'm just going to do the opposite this time. Uh, you, you put it out there. You know, you said it. we need to get out there and vote and we can't not take an election off. Pull somebody to the uh, registration. Uh, if you have to double check the registration card, uh, if you have to take them to a driver's license place or take them to a church or wherever they register people, take somebody to register. You know, this is also a year in which the census was last year. And yep. this is the year that they'll start redrawing uh, election districts and so on. And we know how that's going to go. You know, the people that won the election will continue to win the election. And I said it before, uh, these uh, conservatives have a simple thing in mind. If we can't beat them, let's cheat them. Yep. So <laughs> so therefore, they're going to come up with every legal means to win elections without winning elections legally. So they're going to gerrymander. This is this is what's going to happen this year. They're going to gerrymander. They're going to move districts around so that they will always have the power at the local level, at the state level and take away powers from the rest of the people. They're going to take away power from the people that they do not like or the political ideals that they don't like. So get out there and vote. Get out there and vote. Get out there and vote. Take somebody with you. Absolutely. With that being said, just like the old Negro Major League players, that's like three strikes. And we're and out. We're out. <laughs>